Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Jonas. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about a cyber breach that has affected home moves for a significant number of people across the country. And then also looking at an issue that Sky has had with its routers. So, Kelly... What did you spot around the story with the home moves? It looks like it's uh, quite a significant breach that has potentially yeah. impacted a significant number of house move chains across the, the UK just due to the volume of conveyance in the agreements that this particular yeah. firm deals with. So it looks like about 10 days ago, Simplify, who own a number of conveyance in firms and they do one-fifth of the UK's conveyance in transactions has been subjected to a cyber attack. I think the first that homeowners become aware of this was when they started to get no response from their conveyancer when mm -hmm. they were packing up the van with all of their worldly goods ready to move to their home. All the money that's in their mortgage, that's their equity, has gone it's sitting waiting to be transferred to then get no response quite rightly put people in a lot of panic you know mm -hmm. i remember buying my house and i thought i had quite a simple transaction and the stress levels were significant so the concept of not being able to speak to my lawyer to say what's going on people took to twitter about it to say hold up i can't get access to your website what's going on some people went some people even drove there didn't they drove to the properties interestingly and it's something i wouldn't have recommended if they had a notice on a door that said to staff don't log on to your computers essentially we have a technical problem like probably not best when you have to surely have the forethought to think that people might come to your office to actually see someone face to face. Now, and also, I guess as well, just at the moment, to tip in there, with people working at home, uh, the staff might not necessarily see that. So, no, exactly. I would hope, and you know, from work in and across the legal sector on data protection issues, I do know that firms are meant to have disaster recovery plans and business continuity plans, which yeah. obviously this would very much fall into. Mm. And a communication strategy with your staff would should fall as part of that rather than a notice stuck on the door going, don't yeah. on your system. Well, not just to your staff, to, you know, what do you tell people that are you know, midway through a transaction For sure. you know, and people are racking up a number of additional costs because who's paying the movers where your stuff is in the back of their van? They have other moves to make. They have a limited number of vans. So there are additional costs. What's not clear is just how significant a breach this is. I mean, the systems, they're not fully all back up in line now, which I think is an indication of the severity of the breach. They have reported it to the Information Commissioner, who is looking into it as we speak. Um, they have not been able to confirm what information, if any, has been compromised. Now, if you think about this, we're talking about people's bank details because it's, you know, it's a legal transaction. You would have had to approve identity, mm -hmm. driving license, passport information. So everything that could contribute towards identity theft you have given plus details of your bank not without saying that there's actually money <laughs> as well I mean that's more in the bank than it's going to be in the, the legal company itself in terms of on their servers but the volume of your assets will be noted on their records you know what's the house purchase what's your contribution towards that so it's not surprising that people are a little bit nervous um, about this because yes a lot of information and 
we've talked about this in the past, what raises people's concerns is the distress level. And the commissioner will look at this, not just from a, a security incident, but what is the impact on the individual's rights and freedoms? And I would say quite clearly, people's freedoms have been affected by this. And it's, it's quite a it's harsh story to read because people have come back from honeymoon. They've had to move in with their in-laws while they're moving into their new home. You know, others are sleeping on friends' couches and stuff. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's such a significant point and role that is played by the law firms in this, yeah. this particular scenario that it's it's not even just the individuals who are with that firm it's everybody in that chain because at once yeah. it doesn't go through at one point it prevents it then completing the way through yeah and so it's not even just their own customers it's potentially other people's customers that, that are being affected and then like you say you potentially homeless and obviously huh? it's not an insignificant period of time if it's been 10 days that this is ongoing I mean, I have seen that it looks like they're trying to move some people through manually so that, you know, they, they've kind of trying to catch up in order of priority. But obviously that's going to be significantly more work than the normal processes that they would have in place now. And the distress levels in terms of people that not, it sounds like the communication hasn't necessarily been forthcoming. So if people are then stressing about, well, what's happening? Is this going to complete? What if my chain collapses? Because then what? what's um, the potential fallout from this is, is quite significant because there's going to be a loss of people affected and the impact on individuals is going mm. to be significant in terms of their levels of distress and potential loss financial and material loss so interestingly there's a couple of things that have been recommended for this so if they have been subjected to some kind of loss because they've had to pay additional costs for example this should be able to be covered by the legal firm's indemnity insurance mm -hmm. so you should be able to put in a claim to be able to um, get that you might also want to put a separate complaint in outside of the law firm there are routes in which that you can do that you could obviously um, seek compensation if you feel it's a significant route, you have that right under data protection law. If you feel that you are subjected to this, that you're conscious that your data might be out there, there was recommendation that people register to CFAS, C-I-F-A-S, and essentially you pay £25 for two years and they will put additional checks in place that any credit check that's done on you, they'll be more thorough in that to mm -hmm. confirm it is you who is making that transaction or that application uh, for additional funds. Probably so, particularly important if there's been a risk of identity yes. documentation that's been compromised, which Absolutely. they haven't yet confirmed what has no. been put at risk. They have stated that I think finances are safe, but yeah. I think um, that's probably, again, not a huge price to pay for your own peace of mind to say, yeah. actually, if, you, if you're not sure if your documentation is, is out there, then having those additional checks in place to protect your credit rating and yeah. the money is a good step, I would suggest. And I think the other interesting piece of advice to what that was coming from the kind of their ombudsman essentially was that maybe depending on where you are in your chain and in your move, move law firms, which is interesting. But bear in mind that if you can't get your data, from the law firm to move it to the new law firm, you're in a bit of a rock and a hard place. But it's interesting yeah. that people feel it's that significant that the advice is leave this firm 
move to another one. And I think that's the fallout from something like this. And, you know, uh, there's particular state agents mm. that are mentioned as those that recommend law firms within this group and conveyancing firms. And it's that kind of what's the impact going to be on their actual business uh, because the reputation and the damage that will be done to it as a result of this. You know, anybody who's using the state agents that would recommend these people normally are potentially going to a not take that recommendation b those estate agents might not even recommend them anymore they might look to other firms and i think that's then you know a, a challenge in terms of your business your reputation the, the mm. amount of damage that will have been done for them is, is quite significant because nobody's going to want to risk something like this happening again and you know this is a very significant issue for these firms as well as then obviously for their customers and um, it's going to be an interesting watch to see what has happened yeah. why has it happened how it gets dealt with but certainly there's a lot of brand and reputational damage that has, has happened there for sure and then moving on from that but keeping in line with the concept of home um a lot more of us are working from home because of the pandemic you noticed something regina in the news in relation to sky routers tell us a little bit more um, about that. Yeah, so I spotted it uh, on the BBC this morning that indicated that um, about 6 million Sky routers had a software bug that could have allowed hackers to take over home networks. They've indicated the problem's now been fixed, so this has hit the news. Obviously, they didn't want to reveal it. Um, a security firm brought it to their attention, but they didn't want to reveal it prior to it having been fixed. It's taken Sky 18 months to fix wow. the problem. And when you think that six million homes with more people using that, and especially over the last, so if we think that's taken them 18 months, that's the period of the pandemic with a mm. lot of people working from home, accessing company data on potentially insecure routers, the, again, the impact is significant. And, you know, they were told about the risk. They said they began working on, on actually resolving the issue um, and they've now finished delivering it for 18 months. And, you know, they've said that they take security seriously. That seems like a really slow response time response time for such a significant issue and you know apparently it was linked to you know if you changed the default password it gave you a, a level of, of protection but if you've just stuck with that default admin password that has been given to you when you've got the router then you've been open to a potential phishing email, go into a malicious website, and then they can take over that router. And it's interesting, actually, because I did read that story. And I think possibly a lot of people won't bother to change their password of their router. And I'd urge them because of this next story, which was there was a couple who faced criminal prosecution because images of child abuse were uploaded via their router onto their computers. So they were investigated by the police for that. They had wow. to prove it wasn't them and stuff. So I would urge anybody to, to take that a little bit seriously. You know, Sky have mentioned that they don't just manufacture their products. They do outsource some of the manufacturing of this, which means that other companies other than Sky, who also issue routers to homes, might have the same product being produced, uh, but branded differently. So please just it's not hard it's it takes less than a minute to change your admin password absolutely and i think it's very easy to think oh it's fine it's protected by a password but i think again there are your places people can find it you know as you say other people are aware of it and being able to change it to something only you know 
and that is complex that means that people can't get into your systems is key and it means that you are the one that's in control of who has access to your router and as long as you don't then click any links in crazy emails that come through phishing emails you've got more protection it's not ever going to be 100 but you need to take all the steps that you can and i think it's really interesting in this period where people have been working from home you know you might think that your own personal data on your own computer isn't that important i mean i would argue obviously it is but you know people might be less concerned about what they have at, at home but depending on what you are working on in your business if you're going through that router and it's it's compromised um you know again huge companies you know a lot of sensitive data could be being put at risk if um hackers are able to take over home networks and they will be very aware of the fact that this is a vulnerability that they could look to exploit so yes Another Indeed. interesting week of discussions that we've had there. And I think it's um, hopefully some useful tips for people to take away and to think about in terms of, you know, how make sure you protect your own data, make sure you protect your company's data and ensure that when you're looking at companies to use, you have a think about, you know, their reputation and how they're going to handle the data that they're responsible for. We really hope you've enjoyed listening this week. We've certainly enjoyed having our cuppa and our chat. Uh, if you'd like us to cover any particular stories around data protection or data breaches that you've spotted, we'd love to hear from you. So please contact us on coffee at dbxuk.com and do join us next time for more coffee and chat about the world of data and data protection. Mm-hmm.